Hello there, and you're very welcome along to Barry Abbreviated. It's a podcast where I talk news, random topics, and movies. I hope you're keeping well. This week, I am once again joined with my good friend, uh, Mr. Sean Dolvin. Thank you for coming back to us. Hello, I'm on a hat trick. <laughs> yes, good for streak here. Uh, so this week, Sean, um, we're reviewing Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which, in my opinion, it is the best Spider-Man film. Ooh, that's a ballsy opinion. I think after you've seen the movie, you should agree if you have any taste at all yeah. in film. But I would like to thank everyone that did get behind it and watch the film on Netflix. It did get up to number two, so... I'd say you helped a good bit there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> the audience is international here, you know. Okay, so before we get into it, as per usual, we will go spoiler-free. To begin with, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, the beginnings for... <laughs> So if you do actually want to just listen in here before, if you actually haven't seen it, and then you could get an idea, and then you want to... It's like we teaser for you to sell you. Exactly, just take the plunge. So uh, to kick things off, I would like... One of the things that stood out to me is I thought the voice acting was very spot on for this film. Yeah. Each, char- like you could, each character felt like that's exactly as I'd speak, you know. A great ca- Whoever done the casting was a great picking, to be honest. Yeah, and like I think uh, credit to it as well, it's like they kind of match some celebrities in there as well as people that are just voice actors yeah. because sometimes they can get a celebrity in there. Like I know they have um, one of your boys from Breaking Bad, but he basically plays Todd in Bojack Horseman and it totally it kind of takes her out of the yourself yeah. and it doesn't really when work. You, when you recognise their voice from something else, you can only imagine them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's true enough. So that's another one. And... Um, I just thought, as a general thought, it's just a really gr- good spin on the whole Spider-Man genre. Yeah, because yeah, I think there was a few, like, you had the original trilogy, and then you had the, the two Andrew Garfield ones, which were kind of a reboot again, so I don't think they could have, re- if they rebooted it, like, the same story again, I think people would have been very sick of it, so it was really nice to see a different uh, origins. Yeah. So, uh, Sean, do you know that the End of the Spider-Verse is actually based off a comic? Yes, I did think that. I didn't. I don't know the comic. I've never read the comic, but I I knew it was a comic before. Well, would you like to know about the comic? Okay. Well, it's a big one. It's like over six hundred pages long. Holy hell! Yeah, I I actually have read it digitally because like after I'm seeing the film, I was like, okay, I think I that would be split up though. Like if it was a comic, you couldn't have a comic book that big, could you? It would be hard. Once it was hardback, I suppose. Oh, probably. But like that's why I got digitally just so I didn't need to carry like a load of comics, but. Basically, it is it is different from the film, as in, it's all about these interdimensional vampires that prey on Spider-Men in different oh. dimensions to drink their blood. Christ. Oh, so, I think that might have been a bit dark for it. Yeah, yeah, and I think it definitely works to the credit that they didn't do that for the film. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really good, but um, I probably wouldn't advise going for the comic if... You're not really into comics, but I just read it anyway, and I thought it was pretty interesting. Oh, you've got such another another level of depth to this interview. Oh, yeah, it's, like, it's really cool, because you see some of the people that are included in the both the film and the comic, but, like, there's so many in the comic that, like, it's actually ridiculous, like, the version of Spider-Man. Like, so many Spider- Spider-Man? Yeah, like, there's one from, like, medieval times. Oh, cool. And there's, like, a Japanese robot one, and there's a cowboy Spider-Man. Yeah, see, like I'd say in the movie, like you couldn't have too many. I think there's how many is there? Five, is it? Other than I think so. Yeah, so like they all get good enough like backstory and everything. If yeah. you if you'd more than that, they would get everyone would just get uh, pushed to the background, and you wouldn't have a clue what's going on. 
Yeah. So I would definitely recommend watching this film. Yeah. So before we get into spoilers, Sean, do you want to tell everyone what the plot was? Well, it's it's not like your traditional Spider-Man, Peter Parker story. It's uh, based on a different character called Miles Morales, who uh, similarly gets bitten by a radioactive spider. But this one's kind of uh, keeps like you get a shot of it glitching, so you know there's it's, something's not quite right. And uh, basically, he ends up kind of getting the real Peter Parker killed, the real Spider-Man in his universe uh, killed, and then. Uh, he basically, Spider-Man gives him the, the job of trying to save, uh, finish off what he started. And uh, it's basically him then trying to cope with that. And then as it goes on, uh, these other Spider-Men, Spider-Women from other universes uh, end up colliding into his universe. So they're all in the one universe together. Uh, and it's all because of the main villain, uh, Kingpin, who has created this like uh, kind of time machine to try and bring his... Um, his wife and his child back to life, basically from another uh, another multiverse, isn't it? From a different universe. Yeah. So that's basically more or less it. There's loads of other subplots and things as well, but that's the main synopsis. Yeah, that's perfect. That's what all happens. So uh, to start off with that, like when you're dropped straight into the film, one thing that I didn't find out, but you recognise straight away, is like Chris Pine. He voices the the like the perfect Spider-Man at the very start that gets killed. Oh my gosh. Did you not know that? No, didn't have a clue. Oh, and I was like, that's what I realized. But when I said cinema, I was like, I recognize that voice. But that's, that's... See, I think, I don't think I re- even would recognize Chris Pine's voice if I knew. Like, I think I've only ever seen him in Wonder Woman. Isn't he in that? He's in Star Trek as well. Uh, I haven't seen any. I never, I haven't seen any of the Star Treks, to be honest. Oh, they're good. They're good. I definitely recommend them. But yeah, like, I was amazing. Like, they kept that sh- hush, hush. And also the fact that, the kind of the personality, because I can imagine Chris Pine would be a very perfect Spider-Man if they kind of was to be in a film yeah. as well. He's just that polished up kind of guy as I well. Like he, I don't know if he had to have the look though, would he? You can't imagine him in Spider-Man in suit, can you? Oh, he could pull it off. Maybe. Exactly. I think he's dead. He'd have to be well slim to be Spider-Man or something. Apart from Peter B. Parker. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's a little bit different. There's a, another Spider-Man in the Spider and the Spider-Verse as well from a different dimension called Peter B. Parker who just kind of has a more tragic life than kind of polar opposite life to Peter Parker where things just don't work out for him at all. Yeah, like he's like, he just, he broke his, I think he broke his, I'd, I'd love um the fact that kind of how they tell this as well is like when they're introduced to like a new spider person, they then show a brief backstory and like they do it in a very rushed kind of style and with um Peter B. Parker, it kind of shows how his life started out good but then just we kinks and stuff started going wrong, like yeah. he made wrong investments, and his relationship started to break down and he got injured. Yeah, we forgot to say that it was actually, it's Peter B. Parker who uh, kind of mentors uh, Miles Morales in, in the end, yeah. well against his will more or less because he just wants to get back, all the Spider-Man and women just want to get back to their own uh, universe because they're kind of, the longer they stay in the wrong one, they're kind of glitching out and everything. Yeah. And um, Peter B. Parker, he's then voiced by um, Jake Johnson. And I don't know, Sean, have you seen New Girl? Yeah. Well, do you, you know... I've seen some episodes. Of, oh. uh, is it the... What, what do you call it? What's his name? The one who loves Nick. The... Oh, yeah. yeah Nick. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like... It. They are the one character. They're so good. Like, I don't think it's being typecast or anything like that there, but he just matches it so well. Yeah. No, I, I didn't even... I, I didn't even know that wasn't... Uh, that was the case until you told me. <laughs> Look, um, yeah, and another one on uh, the voice acting, 
I thought Nicolas Cage was spectacular as Spider-Man yeah, War. perfect. Perfect. Who else would you... Go? I can't imagine anyone else doing that. Like, just... Oh, it's just so funny when you know it's Nick Cage. Like, that's the one case where, you, like, it's the opposite, where you know it's Nick Cage, and it's just... It's still perfect. Yeah. I think I, I, think I laughed after every time you spoke in the film. Yeah. yeah. It was perfect. Whoever... Uh, I don't know if the character they picked that character because of Nicolas Cage or they picked Nicolas Cage just because of that character. Like I don't know what way it worked, but it just oh, it's so perfect. It just is so perfect. I hope he's in the sequel if they. Oh, I I I don't. Do you think they will? put do you think they will pick repeat, repeat like the same people but not the sequel? I feel like they will with the Gwen maybe. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure about the Penny or Peter Porker. Peter Porker probably not. Yeah. But um yeah, and like another thing on it, like being so perfect, I felt they got a really good balance with the humor. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you sometimes can go a bit overboard with humor and it can take away from the story, but in this uh, instance it was kind of perfectly balanced with because you could laugh one scene and then the next scene it would be a really emotional scene because he's a really big uh, kind of character uh, arc with his dad and they just kind of clash the whole movie and eventually it just gets to a breaking point. But uh, even in between that, you have funny moments with, like, Spider-Man the War or maybe uh, just, I don't know. Yeah, um, I felt like they were, it was incredibly self-aware because from the very start, we get the introduction of, like, Chris Pine being Spider-Man and he's doing the bit from Spider-Man 3, the famous oh, dance yeah. sequence. And even then, like... Um, the Spidey Bells or whatever. Remember the Christmas song? Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. And um, at the very end, if you stayed around for the after credit sequence, they recreate this famous Spider-Man meme where it's just a Spider-Man point at one another. Yeah. Oh, that was perfect. Uh, I was so glad they stuck, uh, stuck around at the end for it. Right, it def- it's so good. Even, like, I know we usually talk about even the title sequence itself. Because like, I was, I was, when I was doing research into this, just simply watching it again, like the amount of effort and stuff they put into it, and I feel like you can really care about the people. Well, the people that made this, they really cared about what they were making. Yeah. And I felt they were because they were given time to make it as well. Because I think it like took over two years to put together. Mm-hmm. The animation style is so unique as well. I mean, it's like kind of like a comic. They have like comic book text sometimes coming up, and then the characters themselves in the foreground are kind of like more animated. But if you look in the background, the streets. And the cars look nearly more realistic. Like the cars, you can nearly identify them as real cars. But then the more closer you get to the front and the more things are in focus, you can uh, see the animation. Yeah, I heard like they designed it to make... If you took like a freeze frame from the film, it would look like it was straight from a comic book. Oh, cool. Yeah, but like you were saying with the background, that was one of the things I didn't like with it. Because like my eyes eventually did get used to it, but it just it felt blurry. Yeah. And it felt like that to me is like my eyes like... I'm not seeing this right or something. It just didn't sit yeah, right. I, did, I did think that too. Like I thought maybe like uh, the on that I was watching on Netflix there, and I thought, is that is this because the my Netflix is a bit slow and like it's changing you know like the quality dips a bit. Yeah. If you've low bad internet, I thought is that happening or is that just blur in the background? But yeah, it was. That was the only flaw, along with the main villain Kingpin. His character design is outrageous. It's he's like ginormous. They try to make him big and imposing, but I think they just went a bit too far because he's just completely unrealistic. He's like his, he's already twice the size of another character as it is, and then imagine adding on another two heads worth of pure body. Yeah, uh, it I just looks ridiculous. It was like I loved his character design because it was just so ridiculous. But like he was the size of a house, and like it shows him get out of a jeep at one time, and I'm like. 
How yeah, does he like, ever fit? It takes away from being like intimidating, and you're like, oh, you just look stupid. Yeah, it, it, it definitely <laughs> does. And I love um, the bit when they're like doing a flashback of showing what happened to his family because there's a family portrait. And like, like he's, just, he's just like majority of the portrait, just his frame is yeah. it, and then the, the two little ones in front of him. It was absolutely huge, so he is, but I kind of love that because like it was like you said, he was super imposing, but he just looked ridiculous. Yeah, I take it that's probably what they were going for. Oh yeah, definitely a comedic element to that one. But um, I think the, even around that with the character design, I really liked how, see, even with the character Penny Parker, like she was kind of more anime style. Yeah. And with her like action scenes and stuff like that, the animation style switched to more anime, I think. Yeah, that's true. Actually, I never even paid attention. Yeah, everything kind of did seem to, even all the Spider, Spider-Man women were like all from different, they all, like they're all differently animated. They all seemed to kind of be on screen together and it seemed to be believable. Oh yeah, definitely. I thought like they really all work together, and I love how when they first meet all together, they're like, "Oh, how did you get here?" And it took like three of them went the backwards route, where the rest of them just went straight to Aunt May's, and they're like, "Well, I landed here and just landed here," and like, "All right, okay." Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, well, we have to talk about Spider uh, Miles Morales' spider suit as well, because oh. it is. It, it takes a long time for you to see it, but when you do see it, it is. Oh, it's unreal. It's really Gorgeous. cool. It's probably the best Spider-Man suit, really. Absolutely. Um, and even on like the Spider-Man suit itself, uh, do you know the new video game, Miles uh, Morales? Morales one, I, you can get the Spider-Man suit from the game, or from the movie in the game. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And you could, uh, they actually edited it, but in the way you can actually move like Miles Morales does yeah, in the I've film. Yeah, I've that. That's unreal. I keep seeing videos of it uh, on uh, Instagram and all. It's so cool. Yeah. It's swinging and I uh, that's one of the reasons I want to get a PS5 just just to play that game a lot nearly. Yeah, it's really cool because they did a thing with the frame rate where his he doesn't move as fluidly as the other Spider Man because he's still only learning the ropes and as he gets more he gets more confidence in himself and develops more his movement then become more fluid. Jesus, that's so cool. Yeah, um, like you, they can tell it at the very one of the fight scenes when they're going through the forest at the very start where he's alongside Peter B. Parker and he's swinging and then you can tell Miles is a, just a bit more clunky. Oh. So that, yeah. like, that's something definitely, that's, we should rewatch it again just to see that wee small touch <laughs> yeah, of detail. Yeah, I would watch it anytime. But um, this film, like, it is packed with hidden details. It's like, I don't know if like, if you're not on Reddit, there's a subreddit called Movie Details and it came, this film came out back in 2018 and now people are still spotting stuff that yeah. just went over their heads from the first year. Yeah, there's so many obvious Easter eggs, there's bound to be like hundreds of just many ones in there in the background and everything. Um, yeah, it's yeah. Cool. I love it when they do that because it just shows that they care about the, the heritage and they really care about what they're making. Yeah. And it's like, one thing I'd like to talk about is the character growth in this film as like they do it really well with Miles yeah and um, just like they kind of sh- they show it and they don't really tell it I know with some films yeah that's what I was thinking as well like there's a lot of exposition that they don't there's no like there's no like you know like you have characters who sit down and talk to you explain what's ha- like subtly explain to you what's happening you can already tell like Miles Morales he's starting a new school he walks past his old school and you can see that everyone's like coming up to him and saying hello and he's like a handshake with a load of them and you can just tell that he was really fitting in there and then you know he's walking to his new school where everyone's a bit more upper class and they don't really he doesn't fit in at all so like in that like one minute you could get okay i guess i've got so much from this alone like yeah and his um relationship with his dad 
as I feel um it like it shows how difficult it is between them how Miles really doesn't like this new school and how his dad is still pushing him because like he's really proud of him and wants him just to do so yeah. well. He doesn't want him to turn out like his brother. Is he really? That's kind of his main thing. But Miles Morales kind of has more uh, has more of a relationship with his uncle. Oh yeah, um, because he. Oh, I just asked a question. Right? Did you know that our he was the prowler? No, probably should have said. Uh, Spoiler. Yeah. Well, it's the spoiler part now. I know you should have seen the film by now. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah I, I see it. I think I was, I've seen it like three times now. I'm like when I see it now, I'm just like, did I did I spot that at the time? I don't think I did to be honest. I don't think I did. Probably should have, but I, I don't think so. No. Either. But um, were you shocked when he got shot though? Yeah, I didn't expect it from. The, I don't know what rating this movie is, but like when I said Jesus, I was like, no, he's hardly, he's hardly. Well, I wasn't surprised when he got shot, but when he when he died, I was just like, what? Yeah, couldn't believe it. Yeah, because like it was uh, probably was a good thing in terms of in terms of plot. Like it really, it really uh showed. It kind of made uh, Miles' dad, Miles's dad, kind of more understanding of Miles as well. I think when that happened. Yeah, but it's funny because from meeting all the spider people, they then say how um how they became Spider-Man, how they overcame it. Like, it was usually a death in their family yeah. or something. Like, it was my Oh, yeah, Peter. true enough. And yeah. Then his, yeah. Yeah, and then, because, like, Miles didn't experience that yet, and I was like, okay, is this going to be because the, the perfect Peter Spark, Peter Parker died? Is that going to be the death for Miles? But then it turned out to be his uncle, and I was like, oh. He got two deaths, actually. Yeah. But that Peter Parker, and, oh. Yeah, he really, like, I was like, is he going to go to Scott Free here? But... but maybe, like, on the contrary, now he has, like, nearly double the powers of the other Spider Man. Because he has a, a power where he can go inv- inv- invisible and uh, kind of an electric uh, taser kind of yeah. pulse thing, I think, as well. Yeah. Um, now, we couldn't talk about this film without mentioning the soundtrack. Yeah, it's got a unbelievable soundtrack. Yeah. Oh, I, I listen to it so much. Like even now, I would still throw it on the old time. Yeah. Um. Uh, people might not. Well, they would know what Sunflower from it by Post Malone. Like yeah. that was part of it, and that was pro- that was probably the most, yeah, most famous a, song. Yeah, it was a big pr- promo song, like from all the trailers and stuff. Then you've like What's Up Danger, which was a class one, uh, and a few Juice Start World. Juice World. The one, what's is it? What's up, Danger? Plays when he first uh, swings. Yeah, that 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 um, montage. It's like so. Yeah, good. it just hits the chorus when he uh, he, he uh, learns how to, how to swing properly, and it just oh, it's so fitting. Oh yeah, it's 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 inc- it's, a, it's such an incredible film, and like the music design, is works in so well with it. Because even then, after watching it, I usually go back and see that what listen to the soundtrack of the film, and then I was like, oh, this is a class song. Where does that fit in? And it might only just be paid for twenty seconds. Yeah. I remember hearing a song. It's like, oh, I'd love to hear that whole song, and, and it's only on for like twenty seconds, or it's just the melody, but or the musical bit of it. Yeah. Exactly. So I think we've talked about how much we like the film. Yeah. So Sean, is there anything that you didn't like about the film other than Kingpin being the size of a bungalow? Um, no, just that, and the I, I agree with you about the blur. I, I think that they were probably the only. I can't. I'm trying to think of little nitpicky things, but. No, I think it's like I did have a problem with the thing at the very end, the final fight. I felt that there was just so much going on, like you kind of lost where it was all kind of taking place. Yeah, it was there was just things from my every universe. You could there was like no rules then. You train freight trains coming through. You had just random pieces of debris. Yeah, it was pretty. I I thought it was cool. I thought it was pretty like uh, it was pretty well done. Like 
It looked it looked pretty uh, spectacular. I thought. Yeah, I just I just thought it kind of lost its weight. It's like I don't know where this is. Yeah, where it's kind of going. It didn't make sense. Like people were standing on things and they're flying around. I mean, there's no real rules about it. Yeah. Um. And uh, thing. Uh, also from that thing flying about because he defeats Kingpin by throwing him at the panel that he just turns the collider yeah. off and I was like when he threw him away I was like how does he even know where the panel is because it's just bright orange yellow green yeah. flashing everywhere and in that case he could just like throw in anything up like yeah. and he picked out something out of the debris and just flinged it up there to hit the button yeah but but sure it's a kids movie we'll let that slide yeah it's not gonna so for remember that bit I just have a few wee moments for you Sean so um Doc Ock, I think it was amazing in this, but she yeah. just straight off wrote off when she's just randomly hit by a bus. Yeah, I think it was good. I mean, it was just done for a comedic effect. She wasn't like she was the main villain. She was just kind of a side villain. So whenever that happened, I was just like, oh, my God. Because you couldn't have a big, massive battle with her. And then two seconds later, a big, massive battle with uh, Kingpin as well. So I thought it was funny more than anything. I didn't think it was a flaw or anything. But do you think she's dead now? Because she wasn't. She's never seen again. Um. Well, probably. I can't. Imagine. I think they'll probably just. I don't think they'll address it in the sequel or anything. But I wouldn't say she'll make. She'll be in the sequel. I'd say they'll probably do uh, different villains. I'd imagine. Probably. Um. Do you another one? Do you remember the bit when they're escaping from the lab? Yeah. And he's going to, uh, Peter, Par- Peter Parker says, explain, I'm going to take a bagel with me as I leave. Yeah. Well, do you remember then he when he throws the bagel away? Uh, when they're getting shot at? Yes. Yeah. Well, if you actually look out of the background, when the bagel hits someone, the wee exclamation mark like a comic book bagel hits them instead. Oh my god! Like gosh. a sound effect. Imagine pro, like, going through it and just putting that way out. Like, that's just, oh, so but, subtle. Yeah, it's such, it's such an amazing film. There's just so much, such good attention to detail in it. Like, I, I don't know how many times i watched it and I always discover we something new in it. Yeah. So, um, Sean, what would you give this film as the rating? Are we still doing the best yes. movie? Well, best movie ever. Probably as nearly closest to best movie ever. Yeah, uh, best, best movie ever. Best Spider-Man film. I think best animated film I've ever seen. Yeah, it's probably the best anime. It's definitely the best anime movie I've ever seen. Okay, uh, so before we go with today's review, I would also like to hear your thoughts on something that graced the internet last week. I'm of course talking about the Wild Mountain Time trailer. Oh, I get chills even when you say that. Oh, so bad. No one's seen it. Oh, I don't even. I wouldn't even. Don't even want you to give them the view on YouTube for their trailer. But check out uh, Wild Mountain Time. Uh, trailer on YouTube and it's it's uh, a movie set in Ireland that stars Christopher Waltz, Jamie Dornan, Emily Blunt, uh, John Ham, John Ham, and it just it is the biggest shit pile I've ever seen in my life. The trail if the trailer is what's trying to sell you to see the movie, I can't even imagine how bad the movie is. The accents are abysmal, so bad, oh. unbelievable. The worst. Like you've Emily Blunt's accent's bad, Christopher Waltz's accent's bad, uh, John Hamm doesn't have an Irish accent. I don't think he's does an Irish no, accent. He's in it. And the worst Irish accent from the trailer was Jamie Dornan, who is Irish, and I just cannot get my head around that. Why did he not just go with his Northern Ireland accent? Like, why did he have to put on a stupid accent? Yeah, it's like, can you oh. Irish it up for the Americans over here? They can't just, tell. Yeah, like, oh, Jamie, you're just you're just not Irish enough. You're just gonna have to 
To be sure, to be sure. Like, yeah, and oh, oh, Emily awful. Blunt, though. I love, like, she, they give her a ginger egg, okay, make her Irish. But they just, for some reason, in all her, like, Irish scenes at home, she's mo- just dirt rubbed into her face. Yeah, oh, it's so embarrassing. Like, it just makes, oh, it feels insulting. Like, it's insulting to, be, to Irish people. Yeah. I felt it was a, a period piece at first, like, because yeah. they're all wearing old clothes. And they use all these, sh- like, shots of country, and it's, about, like, all farmers, and they're all wearing, like, all clothes, like, from years ago. Yeah, like, and it's apparently it's set during <laughs> modern day. Oh, it looks terrible. It looks absolutely awful. You know, I'm going to have to be absolutely steamed to watch that. No, I, I, I want to watch that film. Just I'm not going to pay the money to watch it. I'm going to stream it, like, because, oh, it's just embarrassing. Okay, I think that's enough. We've given enough time to a wild mountain time. Yeah, more time than we should have. So, uh, before we finish up, I would <laughs> like to say there will be a disruption to episodes from now till Christmas. <gasps> yes, I'm sorry, Sean, but just the work from college has started to interrupt this, and I kind of, I want this, kind of holds a bit of a standard, so there will be a bit of a break. There won't be an episode next week. So, please be patient with me. I will get back and try to keep you entertained. Uh, I just know so many people really do look forward to this and this is the highlight of their week. Yeah, get your uh, suggestions in because now Barry has time to process all of them. <laughs> oh, yes. And I actually do plan on getting a microphone at some stage. Um, wait, We're no. moving up. We're moving up. Oh, do you want to get two? One for yourself? Oh, yeah. As well. <laughs> yeah. We get a proper studio then. It'll be class. Oh, yeah. I'll get everyone like, outside the room, room yeah. and everything. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to wait till like Black Friday so that... Hopefully, I'll so no no podcasts till then. No, no podcast, <laughs> no podcast to Black Friday, folks. I'm sorry, I just can't afford it. So um, that's where I'm going to leave it at this week. If you would like to get in contact with the podcast, you can do that at barryabbreviated at gmail.com or on Instagram at barryabbreviated. That's where I post any updates or announcements I have for the future episodes. And I'm never far away from the account, so don't be afraid to shoot me a message. Uh, thank you very much for coming along, Sean. You're very welcome. Uh, I look forward to having you back sometime in the future. Yeah. Yeah, I'll actually, we must do a Mandalorian episode when that finishes. Yeah. And um, I'm going to say it now anyway, for New Year's, uh, we are going to do a special episode talking about normal people. Oh. The whole series. Okay. Yeah, and we'll have someone else on for that as well, but I'll reveal that later sometime in the future. So to everyone listening, thank you very much for listening. Uh, Till next time, stay safe. It's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. Bye. Ciao.